0: Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful Monday. You guys should be proud because this episode is coming out early as you guys know or some of you guys know if you follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. I am out of town with my family. Um, I'll be going back home tonight. So the podcast is going to be released early today and I took some time to step away from my family because I was like I gotta get them this podcast. Like I understand I'm on vacation but my bays need the podcast. So if y'all hear like birds and stuff it's because I'm sitting outside on my grandpa's porch to get y'all this word, okay? Um, but before we get into the word, I just wanted to give you guys a little update. I wanted to thank you guys for participating in my 10K sale. I had a 10K sale this weekend because I got 10K followers on TikTok, y'all. Y'all know I be on TikTok. That's where I post my little clippets of my videos or my Instagram lives. So my TikTok is the Christian Babe. And I did a 10K sale. So I wanted to thank you guys who purchased from my 10K sale. I appreciate it so much. Um, I've also been up uploading videos on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And y'all, I am moving up in a YouTube world. Okay. I have over 200 subscribers now and I have like 2000, um, watch time minutes. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not getting paid by YouTube yet, but like I'm on the track, like I'm, I'm making my way downtown. Like, (laughs) so I just want to thank y'all. Um, who have subscribed and who are watching the YouTube videos. It's going to be a video that's posted today. The video I'm posting today is going to be about fasting. A lot of people ask me, um, what is fasting? How do you fast? How long should you fast? And what are some things that you could fast? Um, And what fasting represents? So once I finish this podcast, I'm going to edit and put up that video. So it should be up by 2 p.m. today, Eastern Standard Time. So go subscribe, go check out the video and leave a comment. And let me know what you think about the video or what other videos you would like me to make, because I'm trying to stay consistent with this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, just to see like the results of the work that I'm putting in and the faith that I'm having. So I thank you guys for supporting me, and I'm so happy that you guys are going on this journey with me. Um, yeah, now let's get into the word. If you would like to sow a seed into this word, you can sow a seed at Cash App Dollar Sign The Christian Bay. Or PayPal polish144 at gmail.com. That information will be in the description box. Now, grab your journals. We're coming from the book of Matthew. I, y'all thought I was going to say Luke, okay? Y'all thought I was going to say Luke. If you, but y'all, I went on live last night and I just went on live just to say hey because I just get on with a word and I feel like I just get off. So I was just like, let me just get on and say, Hey, like, I'm not always here to just preach y'all down. Like, we friends, we babes. So I got on to just say, hey, and do y'all know they bamboozled me into giving a word? But luckily, God had already placed the word on my heart yesterday morning. And it was from the book of Luke, y'all. It was Luke. And we're going to talk about it today in today's word. But the main scripture that we're focusing on is Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. So it says then the kingdom of of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse six says, at midnight, they were roused by the shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside, calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I do not know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. If you're a loyal babe who has been consistently listening to the podcast, you know that one of my goals with this podcast is to teach you guys how to dissect the word of God, how to read a Bible verse and see how you can apply it to your life, your everyday life and what God is trying to say to you through that verse. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down that in this story, the bridegroom is equivalent to the word of God. So if we started over and we read, it talks about how it was bridesmaids. It was people who were waiting on the bridegroom, which we can compare to the word of God or the promise of God. So they were waiting on the promise of God, and it says in verse two that five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. And then when we think about oil, oil could be something that keeps your your fire inside of you lit for for the Lord because for their lamps to stay lit, they needed that oil. So I need you to use this to keep your faith sparked up. I need you to use this to keep your hope sparked up. And what I told you I'm going to send your way is something that you're going to have to use to keep your faith inspired to continue to increase your faith. So what they had to use To keep their light on, to keep their faith up, to keep their hope up, they had to use oil. And it says that five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. Because five of them, they only brought enough oil for the now. The, The rest of them, the other five, they brought enough oil to take along. They brought extra oil for the journey because you have to realize you don't know when the promise of God is going to come to pass in your life. So you can't just spend your waiting season or your preparation season preparing the minimum. You don't know when it's going to come. So you need to prepare abundance. I remember when God spoke this word to me. A couple of months back, actually, when it came to my business, when I first started business, y'all, I would just buy like, okay, if I have 10 orders, I'm just going to buy like 15 mailers or 20 mailers. Like, I never, w- I never would go above and beyond. I never would step out on faith and do a large amount. And it's just like, do you trust that I said your business is going to be successful? Do you trust that I said this is going to be a billion dollar brand? Do you trust that I'm going to release Overflow to you? Because if you trust that, why are you preparing so little. Why did you bring so little oil? You didn't know how far I was going to take you on this journey. You don't know how many orders I'm going to give you. You don't know when I'm going to release your husband to you. Why are you not preparing for what I promised you? Why are you preparing based on what you see? So it says that they five of them only took enough oil to, for their lamps to be lit that night, but the five wise ones, they took enough oil and they had extra Verse 5 says, when the bridegroom was delayed, and remember, if you're taking notes, we said the bridegroom could be equivalent to the word of God or the promise of God. So when you put that in, it helps it, helps it make sense. It helps it come to life. So I'm going to put it in. When the promise of God was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Have you ever became drowsy on something that God told you was going to happen in your life? a promise that he placed on your heart or something that he said he's going to do, a miracle that you feel like God is going to make happen. But you can't. You became drowsy. You became weary in well-doing. You begin to slack off because what you have to realize is that what he's showing us and what you have to realize is that this is the waiting season that we hate so much. We all hate the waiting season. We all hate the season before the promise comes, the preparation season. And sometimes the promise takes so long to come that we begin to grow drowsy and weary. And it says at midnight, they were roused by the shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. When I read that sentence, it made me think about an IGTV that I did last week when I went live and it's titled, God, You're Out of Time. And it made me think about that because in that IGTV, I said, the promise of God will catch you off guard. It says at midnight, they were roused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Then when you read the next verse, it says all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 because you should have brought you enough oil for the journey. You should have had you enough faith to make it through the waiting season. You should have had you enough hope to know that even if I don't see the promise of God coming right now, I know it's coming. So guess what? I'm going to have everything prepared and everything lined up. It may take a little longer on this journey because I'm bringing extra oil with me. It may have, I may have to carry some more and it may weigh some more and I may wish that my load was lighter, but because I have faith, because I trust that the promise of God is coming, whatever extra weight I have to carry, whatever extra thing I have to do, even if it looks foolish to others that I'm preparing so much, I have faith that the promise of God is coming. I don't have enough faith for you. You're gonna have to do the work to get your own faith. You're gonna have to carry your own weight. Sometimes I remember I said this to someone our faith cannot be transferred. My faith can inspire the faith in you, but my faith tank is being filled and I can't pour it into yours. You're gonna have to do the work to keep the faith that you need for the promise of God. All my faith can do is inspire you. My faith can motivate you to have faith, but you're going to have to get your own oil and you're going to have to carry your oil. We don't know how much that oil weighed. We don't know how long they were walking with the oil. We don't know where they had to store the oil in order to have it for when they were continuing on a journey. It was a reason why the five foolish ones decided not to bring extra oil, but we don't know the reason, but what we do know that the other five said that this is worth the wait. And when the promise finally comes, I'm not going to be caught slipping. I'm going to be prepared when you release them orders, my, my business going to be Order and this, I'm not gonna be like somebody else who only bought 15 because they had 10 orders. Now you only got five left, and he done released 100 orders, and you caught slipping. You're not ready, and that's what happens when we get weary or we go drowsy in the waiting season. We begin to slack off. Now you beginning to slack off when God has you in the waiting season to prepare you for what's about to come. It was never His intentions for you to get lazy. It was never His intentions for you to grow weary. It was never His intentions for you to begin to doubt. But you know we're growing lazy and growing weary and doubt outcomes from, you're so busy focused on when is the promise coming that you don't even realize you haven't prepared for it. You don't have the necessities that you need to obtain the promise that you're praying for, but you but you discouraged because it ain't here yet. And God is just like, the promise ain't here yet because you ain't even set up the foundation for the promise to be able to successfully stand on it. Are you really ready? Are you really prepared for what I'm gonna release? Did you really bring enough oil to make it on this journey? When the bride's groom come, how are you gonna be? Are you gonna be like the five foolish ones who ran out of oil? Are you gonna be like the ones who thought ahead? They had mentally did the work. You have to think about it. Before they went on that journey, they had to think to themselves, my light might run out of oil. So let me go get some extra oil and prepare because even if I don't see the bridesgroom coming, even if I don't see the promise of God coming, I know it's coming. So I'm going to start putting money to side so I can order more equipment. I'm going to put money to side so I can order more stuff for my business. I'm going to put money to side so I can go to counseling and deal with my heart before my husband comes. I'm going to make the steps to prepare for this promise of God because I know that it's coming even if I don't see it. They had did the mental work and then they also did the physical work with bring the oil with them. That's what you guys have to understand that when you're in your waiting season, when you're in your preparation season it's not just about mentally accepting that okay God you have me waiting. It's not just about mentally accepting that okay God I'm in a preparation season. You need to physically do the work that supports that mental revelation that you just got so not only did they think about the fact that they may need more oil they literally brought more oil with them. They physically carried the weight of having faith. Having faith comes with a weight it comes with the weight of worrying about what other people gonna say you don't know what them bridesmaids say to them why y'all bringing extra oil your lamp is gonna be fine girl you know how when you start doing stuff and making moves in faith and everybody got an opinion girl your lamp gonna be fine you don't need to bring all that or really you bringing all that oil with you you know like if you going on a trip and you are overpacking it just like you pack that many bags girl we coming back in a week you do not need to bring that much oil you do not need to have that much faith your business ain't even take off yet why are you ordering so many business cards why are you doing all that why are you going to your pastor for relationship counseling you don't even have a man what are you doing all of that for? Why are you preparing so much? They carry the weight of having faith after they mentally prepared. And that's what God is telling us in this season, that the promise of God is coming. Do not allow this pandemic. Do not allow this police brutality. Do not allow this Black Lives Matter movement that's causing some people to go into depression. Do not allow the things of this world to make you think that the promise of God is not coming. God is going to move in spite of everything that's happening. Black lives matter. And it's important that we continue to promote that. It's important that we continue to to wear masks. It's important that we continue to be cautious, but don't allow the current events to make you think that God forget forgot what he promised you because he didn't. So you can be protesting and praying. You can be wearing your mask and still believe in God for a miracle because the promise of God is coming regardless if other people have their oil or not. So are you really ready? So verse eight. It says, then the foolish, the five foolish ones ask the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. I'm starting to grow weary. Give me some of your faith. I don't want to do the work to rebuild the faith. I don't want to carry the weight of having faith. I don't want to look like I'm preparing for something that's never going to happen. So give me some of yours. Let me have some of that hope that you got. Let me have some of that faith and that confidence that you got. Give me some of yours. I know you put in work for it. I know it wasn't easy for you to carry this oil. I know it wasn't easy for you to always stay positive. I know you had to fight through doubt. I know you had to fight through depressing thoughts, but I want the easy way out. Give me some of your oil. And it says in verse nine, but the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. You're going to have to do this work for yourself. And if you're you're the type of person that think that you can leech off someone else's faith, this is an eye opener for you. Your friend can't be the only one going to church. You're going to have to find a church to go to. And if your church not open, you're going to have to find a church to stream. Don't rely on your friend to tell you what that sermon said every week. Don't rely on your friend to tell you what them notes say. You're going to have to get this word for yourself. They said, I don't have enough for all of us. You're going to have to go to a shop and buy some for yourself. In verse 11, it said, but while they were going to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Because guess what? While you was sleeping, while you was slacking, while you was growing weary, while you was worrying about what other people gonna say, while you were worrying about what it looked like to carry the weight of faith, while you were doing that, you missed out on your preparation season. So now because you skipped that preparation, now because you didn't do what you were supposed to do in that season, now you getting backtracked. Now you still, you could have went to the store before we started this journey. You could have prepared for your relationship and went and got therapy and counseling before your husband came. But because you were growing, Growing weary because you were losing faith in that waiting season, now you have to backtrack. So it says that while they were going to the store to get all the bridegroom came. The promise that you was waiting for it came, but you you doing what God had already gave you time to do. You been knew you was going on this journey. You been knew that God said he was gonna release that blessing. Why are you just getting ready for it? It says while they were gone to the store, the bridegroom came. Then it says those that who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. Because the problem with us is a lot of time, we think we have more time than we actually have. We think that we can get the promise of God and tell God, well, hold up, God, because I'm not really ready because I ain't really know when you was going to come. I mean, I kind of knew that you was going to come, but being that I ain't know when, I ain't want to put all my eggs in one basket. I ain't want to step out on faith and invest all this money in this business, and I didn't really know if you was going to cause it to prosper or not. I know you told me you was, but I couldn't see it. I didn't know what time it was going to happen. I didn't know what date it was going to happen so I didn't really want to give it my all I didn't want to carry the weight of faith and be vulnerable and step out in faith and hope and believe that you're going to come through like you said you were going to so I played it safe and because I played it safe now that you're here I need you to just wait because I got to go to the store to get some oil Because I got to go to the store and refill my faith because I had let it get so far down because I didn't know when the promise was coming. I didn't know when you were going to release your word. And I think that gives me a reason to not be prepared. So it says that because they had to go to the store, the door was locked. The ones that was ready. The ones who brought the extra or the ones who carry the weight of having faith and they use their preparation season to not just prepare for the now, but to prepare for the promise. That's the problem. You have to realize that when you're in a waiting season, when you're in a preparation season, God is preparing you for the now and the later. I'm preparing you for the now. If you're waiting on a husband or you're waiting for a relationship and you know there's some parts of you that needs to heal you going to therapy or you seeking counseling from a pastor or something, that's going to heal you now but it's also going to overflow to when you get your marriage that you've been praying for, that you've been relie- believing God from. It's an overflow type healing. So when you're in your waiting season, when you're in your preparation season don't think that that season is not important. I know it can be aggravating especially when you know the promise is coming. You're excited for the promise to come but if you skip over this season and don't do what you're supposed to do, you gonna have to go to the store and get some oil. And when you go to the store and get some oil, you risk the promise coming and you being locked out of it. So it says, the door was locked. After the five wise ones that had their oil, that carried their way to faith, that never grew weary, that believed the word of God, that stood on the word of God, that prepared for the word of God to come, they did have to go back to the store. We don't know how far the store was. We don't know if the store even had oil. Did they have enough money to get oil? Did they lamp, lamp go out before they even made it to the store? We don't know what the process was, but we do know that because they didn't use their preparation season wisely, they had to be backtracked. And Because they had to be backtracked, because they weren't wise in their waiting season, they missed out on the groomsmen coming. They missed out on the word of God being released. They missed out on the promise of God arriving. And it says that the door was locked. Verse 11 says, later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. So because you didn't use your waiting season wise, because you didn't bring enough oil for the journey, because you didn't carry the weight of having faith, now you locked out and you're calling and asking Lord to open the door. And what God wanted me to say to you guys was that because of some of you being lazy in the waiting season, now your process is delayed and off track because you have to backtrack and prepare for what He had already told you to plan for, for what He had already told you and promised you. But because your faith began to waver, because your faith began came drowsy The promise of God can't be released. And he wanted me to tell you guys this because some of you guys are growing weary in the waiting season and you're thinking that it's because of God. You're blaming him and thinking to him that he's choosing not to release that thing to you, that he's choosing not to release abundance to you, that he's choosing not to release prosperity and favor to you. You're thinking that, God, you're just playing now. Are you really gonna make it come to pass? I've been waiting months. I've been waiting over a year and God is just like, I'm waiting on you. It's because of you. I'm not the one that's holding up the process. Says, I'm not the one that's holding up this blessing. You're not even prepared for what you asking for. So some of y'all, it's your fault. You haven't seen your promise. It's your fault. You haven't seen the word of God moving your life. Yesterday, when I was reading my word and I said that God led me to the book of Luke 17, it was verse five. And what it said was, it was talking about Jesus speaking to the disciples and the disciples said to Jesus, show us how to increase our faith. And Jesus said to them, Jesus said to them, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this tree to be uprooted and move into the lake and it will listen. So what that means is that, When it comes to faith or when it comes to carrying the weight of having faith, it's more than just actually mentally having faith. There's some physical work that has to go behind it. So, what Jesus was saying to them, in order to increase your faith, you have to one have faith, but you also have to do the physical work that comes with increasing faith and activating faith in your life. So, the physical work can be you physically doing something or it can be you verbally saying something. He said to them, if you speak to this tree, because you have to first have faith mentally, but if you speak, speak to this tree, if you do a verb, if you do an action thing, if you speak to this tree, this tree will get up and be moved. That's how you increase your faith when you're in the waiting season, when you're in the preparation season. A lot of times we trick ourselves into thinking that we're being still and we're waiting on God when really we're just wasting time in our waiting season because God is saying, I understand that mentally you have faith, but physically you're not doing anything. So what are you going to do to activate that faith that you have? What are you going to do to cause that environment? To shift, What are you going to do to make sure that your plans are aligning with the promise that I told you to prepare for? So he said, you're going to have to speak to this tree. If you want this tree to move, you can't just stand here and have faith in your heart and think that everything's is going to happen. You're going to have to do something. And when you do your part, then the promise of God will be released to you. When you do your part, then the word that God placed in your heart will be released. So he was saying that in order to answer their question, because they said how to increase our faith when you begin to do your physical works or when you begin to speak to a situation, that increases your faith. So if a promise of God is that you're gonna have a successful business, your faith will be increased by one, having faith, but by two, physically preparing for your business to be successful. So what that means is ordering your business cards, or that means setting up your LLC, or that means planning out your marketing and your budgeting for the month. And when you begin to do those things, when your business card comes in the mail or when your poly mailers come in the mail, Now you're seeing the promise of God unfold in front of you. You physically see the result of what God told you. And that doesn't mean that the promise is there yet because your business isn't a billion dollar business yet. But because you have begun to activate your faith with physical things, now it's increasing your faith because you see it in front of you. So it's way deeper than just mentally believing it. You have to physically do things that align with and support your faith. And that helps increase your faith. And that also helps release the promise of God. So a question that I want you to write down and ask yourself is what are you doing to prepare for the promise that God has promised you? What are you physically doing? It says that they had brought extra oil to light the lamps, but the foolish the foolish bridesmaids they did not bring enough oil so they were not prepared for the promise that they were expecting and then once the door was locked they began to stand outside the door and they said Lord Lord open the door. And when you get to verse 12 it says but he called back believe me I do not know you. I don't know you. Because we know that in order to please God You have to have faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. So if you're here at this door, you weren't ready when I released the promise. When I came to give you the promise that I told you I was gonna prepare for you, that I had planned for you all along, you weren't even ready. So what that means is that you were not living and operating from a place of faith. Because if you were living and operating from a place of faith, when I came to release the promise, you would have had everything in order. I gave you enough time to prepare everything. I gave you enough time to set the foundation. But because you were growing, weary because you got drowsy and sleepy because you didn't want to carry the weight of having faith. You weren't ready when I came. And now that you're locked out of the promise, now that you don't have access to the promise, you want to call on me and say, open the door. So verse 12 says, but he called back. Believe me, I don't know you. Verse 13 says, so you too must keep watch for you do not know the day or hour of my return. And though that is true when it when it's, in regards to the return of God, that's also true when it's in regards to the promise of God. You don't know when God is gonna release that favor to you. You don't know when God is gonna release your significant other to you. You don't know when God is gonna cause your business to take off. You don't know when the promise of God is going to come to pass. And that's why he has us in seasons of waiting because the promise of God is not anything that we can expect. It's not just some light blessing. It's not just some light favor, it's in abundance. He says that he releases things that we can't even consume. So much favor, so much prosperity, so much plans and so many promises. He releases it to us. But how am I supposed to release something to you that you haven't even prepared for? It's just like if we were talking about during high school, you, you're you not going to get a car if you haven't went to class to learn how to drive. You're not going to get a car if you don't have your license. It's certain things that you have to do to prepare for the promise that God has for you. And we what we do is we spend a lot of time growing weary in our waiting season because we want the promise to come. And God is like, I can't give you the promise. If you haven't even did what you're supposed to do, you want to attach my name to your life or you want to attach God's name to your promise, but you haven't did what you were supposed to do to prepare for it. So that means if the promise is released, it's going to flop because the foundation isn't even right. Y'all, I just had to kick out my cousin and my niece. They wanted to sit here and watch me record the podcast. And then her phone started ringing. Like, girl, you want me to... Re- I can't fake this. Like, this isn't me reading from a piece of paper. I can't stay over what I just said. So if y'all hear something ringing, it's because they wanted to be out here with me. But now they gone because y'all messing up the, the mojo, okay? Like, this word needs to get out. God cannot release the promise to you if you have not set the foundation. If you have not not done what you were supposed to do and I know that it's not always easy because like I said there's a weight that comes with having faith it's a certain level of vulnerability that you have to come with living a life led by faith it's a certain level of heaviness that God I know I'm gonna look crazy to others God I know I don't have all this money to do this but because of my faith in you God but because I believe your word and what you said you're gonna release to me because I'm preparing for the bride's groom to come I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy this extra oil I'm gonna do the effort of having this extra level of faith because I believe in you and your word so much I believe that the promise is coming so I'm gonna do my part even if it means I look crazy even if it means I'm going out without right now I'm gonna do my part because I don't want to be locked out when the promise comes. I don't want to miss my blessing because I was lazy or I wasted my waiting season so the five wise ones they brought extra oil with them and their lamps did not go out and they got into the feast and the foolish ones had to go back to the store to try to find oil. And however long it took, when they came back, the door was locked. They were locked out of the promise of God. And he said, I don't know you because my people trust in my word. My people have faith in the promise that I say I'm going to release in their life. They don't care about how much money it takes. They don't care about how long it takes. They don't care about how heavy the weight is. They don't care about how it looks to others. All they care about is being ready for when my promise comes because they are 100% certain that it's going to come. So I Want to ask you today, are you ready? And if you're not ready, what are you doing to get ready? Are you just mentally ready? Do you just mentally have faith? Or are you physically doing things that align with what you have been waiting for God to do? What you have been waiting for God to release? Going back to Luke chapter 17 and verse 5, when he was explaining to them how to increase their faith, it's the physical things that you do that that causes your faith to increase. It's you preparing. It's you taking those steps. And every time your faith increased, you're that much closer to your blessing being released. So if you're sowing a seed today, we're going to sow the I'm ready seed. If you're ready, if you know that you're walking and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do to be prepared for the promise that God has for you, for whatever promise God has placed on your heart, if you're actively doing what you're supposed to do to prepare for that, you carrying your oil, you understand the weight that comes with it. You understand that people might be looking at you crazy. You understand that people might be talking about you because they don't see the vision. They don't understand the promise. You understand that, but you are still doing your part. We're gonna sow a I'm ready seed, God. I, I want you to know I'm ready for the promise that you're gonna release, and I'm not worried about any other circumstances I'm not worried about what it looks like to anybody else because I know when the bride's groom come I know when the promise come my light gonna be lit and it's gonna show that God I have faith all along I was never doubting you I was never doubting your timeline I was never doubting your word or if you're going to get ready after this podcast we're gonna sow the getting ready seed Because we need to show God that, God, I am not bound by my circumstances. I am not bound by the opinions of others. I am not bound by my finances. I am not bound by my account. And I'm not bound by my past experiences. Because sometimes we allow past failures or past letdowns to make us doubt God and what he can do. God is not your parents. God is not your friends. God is not your ex that let you down. His word cannot return to him void. And what he said he's going to do, he will do. But the question is, will you be ready? Or will you be locked out because you waited till the promise came or you slept and you grew weary. And then when it came, now you want to get ready. He said, I don't know you. Verse 13, it ends and it says, so you too must keep watch for you don't know the day or the hour of my return. And what that means is that now you're back in the waiting season because you didn't use the first one wisely so now the cycle repeats and maybe this time you'll learn how to carry the weight of faith maybe this time you'll learn how to be ready before the promise is released maybe this time you will properly plan for whatever promise God placed on your heart because you don't know when it's coming and the promise of God will catch you off guard let's pray Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day, Father God. I want to thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast, God. I pray that you allow this word to plant a seed of faith, Father God, in their heart, Father God. Allow them to water that seed every day. Every day, get up and do something that aligns with the promise of God. Every day, get up and do something that shows God that God, I'm working towards that thing that you said is in your will. And I believe it even when I can't see it, Father God. I pray that they are encouraged by this podcast. I pray that this podcast, inspires them to live in a way that only is pleasing to you not what other people say they should be doing or not what other people may approve them of father god but live in a way that's pleasing to you and your will father god i pray that they are encouraged father god i pray that you give them strength to carry the weight that comes with having faith they strength to let comments slide off father god the strength to not worry about the attacks of the enemy father god because when the promise of god comes it's going to make a fool of everyone that doubted them father god your word says that you prepare a table for us in front of our enemies, Father God. And what that means is that our enemies have to be watching in order for you to prepare that table. So I pray today that they get a new level of confidence and they not worry about what anybody has to say. They not worry about their current circumstances and don't worry about the comments coming from others because your word cannot return to you void. And we do know we stand on and we have faith that your promise is coming. So today we sow a seed to be ready, Father God. We sow a preparation seed, Father God. We sow a promising seed, Father God. We sow a seed that's planning on you to release your promise because that's who we put our hope, our faith, and our trust in. We will forever praise you, we will forever serve you, and we will forever love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. I pray that this episode encouraged you. I pray that this episode inspired you to do things that increase your faith, to live in a way that displays your faith. If you have to carry that weight, carry that weight because the ones that's talking, the ones that's watching, when they all run out, they're going to be asking, Can I get some of yours? They're going to be asking when God released that promise. They're going to be asking when God released that blessing. And you're going to know that everything that you did in your waiting, season it was worth the wait that that might be the title today worth the wait Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I love you guys. If you would like to sew the worth the wait seat, I don't change the seed name like four times, y'all. It could be the getting ready seed. It could be the I'm ready seat. It could be the preparation seed. It could be the worth the wait seat. But worth the wait just dropped in my spirit, and I really love that. So if you would like to sew the worth the wait seed, you can sew it at Cash app, dollar sign, the Christian Bay, or you can sew it at my PayPal, which is polished144 at gmail.com. That's P O L I S H E D, 144 at gmail.com. Worth the weight. Weight as in W E I G H T. Worth the weight seed. Father God, you're worth the wait. You're worth the comments that we get. You're worth the people doubting us. You're worth the people not believing the moves that you're going to make in our lives. But we know that miracles are unexpected anyway, so we're not even worried about that. You are worth the wait, Lord. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.